informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joanne perrott founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog and let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Poddog. Joining me today is the amazing Amanda Harris of Foxy Pheasant and we're going to be talking all about game phase past and present. How are you Amanda? I'm very well thank you Jo. So Amanda and I were both attending the game fair that's just passed in Raggy Hall in Warwickshire, the game fair as it's known, um, and we're also going to be attending, but in a slightly different format, the Welsh game fair, which is being held for the first time near Bangor and Gwynedd on September the 9th to the 11th. So game fairs are a really important event in the countryside's calendar. And as a business, we found that game fairs are a great way to raise awareness of our brand, meet like-minded people who love the countryside as much as we do. And it's also an opportunity to get our supplies for our dogs and our countryside life and get stuff ready for the forthcoming season. So Amanda, from your perspective, what is the importance of game fairs? Why are they important for the countryside? Oh, it's, it's the place to showcase what we do, isn't it? On a general note, it's it's where we can all go to have a nice time, to meet up with friends, to see the latest products, to um, enjoy some great local produce. And then, you know, from a business point of view, it's great to come out from behind our computer screens and, and meet the public, to actually um, meet our customers, to um, have the conversations, catch up with all the gossip that's been going on on social media, uh, get their reactions to seeing our products in the flesh um, and just hanging out and having a nice time because, you know, we've all been stuck at home for so long. Um, I think the game fairs are more important now socially than they ever have been. I think you're absolutely right on that. We go there, the LWDG goes there to meet the community. That's our primary aim of it. But for a small business like yourself, an independent business, another Welsh business, this is probably one of the first time you get to actually stand somewhere with a product and see people's reactions. Absolutely, absolutely. And it was fascinating to watch how people reacted to the different products, which ones they picked up, what it was they were looking for, to see what were the popular things. Um, and of course, also to, to meet the folk that had new ideas. Why don't you make a so-and-so or um, have you thought about doing this? And also to see people wearing our product in the flesh is just mind blowing. I don't think I will ever get used to that, to see, you know, seeing these wonderful ladies coming on the stand, looking amazing in something that we've made is just off the scale. So throughout history, game fairs have been the place where um, country people would get together and sometimes it might be the only event that they go to in a calendar and I think the 
figures are roughly around 120,000 people came to the game fair in Ragley Hall. And it was incredibly busy, wasn't it? Oh, it was mental. It was, uh, I think, was it the high, the, the most people arrived on the Saturday, I think, wasn't it? Friday was, was um, a long day because it was open till half past seven, I think, at night. So we, we saw a sort of steady stream of folk all day. And then at the weekend, it was just really, really busy. So you were there with your amazing stall. For the first time you'd sort of taken a stall there, it looked absolutely incredible. Like the whole um, layout of it, because there are some stalls where there's like, just like the white sides and like the stuff in the middle, but you'd really like got this whole theme going. Who'd come up with that theme? Oh, uh, just me, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, the, the whole theme that I've got running through the whole brand is that it's all authentic. It's um, it's real country clothing for real country women. It's not pretending to be anything other than than what it is. Um, so I wanted the stand to be a bit of a reflection of that. And I thought about the sort of rusty zinc kind of look because, you know, most of us who live and work in the countryside, we come across that kind of environment. And it does, we'd coloured matched it to set off the leggings as well. Um, so, so yes, it's a nice, simple theme that, like you say, it just gets rid of that awful white background that you have in so many marquees. So next year we will be um, doing that again, but we're going to go bigger and better and um, probably have um, a few more tricks up our sleeves. We're going to build a very interesting uh, changing room, a bit like Narnia. <laughs> so you, I think as well, like me and you chat, pretty much regularly all the time you're an lwdg member we we talk about things from both the perspective of being welsh business owners welsh female business owners but also sole business owners and people who spend an incredible amount of time thinking through things doing things completely on our own and it can be incredibly lonely can't it Oh, absolutely. And I think that's why, you know, uh, hooking up with ladies like yourself is brilliant because there can be something sort of, you know, a decision that needs to be made. And, you know, you can't see the wood for the trees because you have to be chief cook and bottle washer and everything else in between. And just having somebody that you can give a call to and say, you know, what do you think about this? Or have you used this before? is invaluable. It's, it's amazing. And Without that support network around me, I certainly wouldn't have been able to get as far as I have. We've been working and collaborating. Obviously, we have a friendship. We also have this uh, working collaboration where we've come up with this, um, the LWDG Baxter Tweed. And how do you think that that's added to your business? Well, I think we, we both share a sort of a common audience. You know, real women who do stuff, you know, just because we've got a tribe of Spaniels and we like to hang out outside doesn't mean that we don't want to look good and feel good. But we also need to be practical as well. So I think the leggings, more than anything, are what joins us. You know, it's it's the perfect garment for somebody who's working with dogs. Um, and out in the countryside it's going to keep you warm it's going to have you you know you're going to look good I mean I'm going to say that anyway but yeah it's 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 a, it's just joins us together I think really we get to um you know you get to promote your business and we get to promote ours it's win-win really 
and everything in the LWDG has been built around this idea of sort of win-win. And I think when we went to the game fair for both businesses, that was almost win-win again because we got to see the our communities and there was definitely without a doubt a crossover. Like I came up to see you many a time and there was lots of people that I knew from, from our community in your stand and vice versa. Lots of people came and did the scurry, which went incredibly well and they were wearing your leggings. So it was like, I almost felt really, really chuffed for both our brands, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think it's just the ultimate seal of approval to see the products that we've both created sort of alive you know your 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 community was there at the gundog scurries many of them were wearing our leggings and it was just like wow that's what we wanted did you find as well though i find a little bit i'm very very humbled when i go and see people like wearing our brand and and meeting the community face to face because pretty much everything we do is virtual but i almost felt um it wasn't embarrassment. It was. It was like. It was like humility, but almost like it was so weird to see something I'd created be accepted by so many. I was almost blushing with pride because I just. It just seemed so unreal, and I don't know if you feel that as well. Like, be. I don't think it's. I think it's companies wherever, but like we Welsh women building a business in a rural community setting. And I think you need to add the phrase isolated as well. You know, we're doing a lot of this on our own. So, you know, yes, myself and you will communicate, but we don't see other people. I personally, anyway, don't see that many other people. There's no water cooler moments to have conversations or anything like that. So when you do go to somewhere like the game fair, it's just it's completely overwhelming. That seeing your product alive and well. Yes, it is. It is unbelievable. And, you know, the the inner imposter syndrome is like you try and override that inner imposter syndrome and sort of be pleased and proud. But there's also that part of you that's like, it's really awkward. The first few people that came on my stand wearing the clothing, I was like, oh, I didn't know where to look. I didn't know whether to to jump up and down with joy or or whether to just sort of like coyly acknowledge it. In the end, I was jumping up for joy and high-fiving people and saying, hey, you know, you're looking amazing. Um, because it was a sort of party atmosphere in the end. But initially, it was it was a tough cookie to swallow. Yeah, definitely. So in September, the 9th to the 11th, I have the absolute pleasure of having you come as an LWDG member to help out at the Welsh Game Fair. And obviously, there will be leggings galore. How do you feel about going to the Welsh Game Fair? I am really excited to be going to the Welsh Game Fair. I am really excited to be joining you guys and um, getting to hang out with you guys as a community. Um, You know, the Game Fair for Wales, let's hope it helps to put Wales on the map, so to speak. And because we've also got the sort of underlying conversation, although it's sort of um, covered by the Welsh Assembly Government, saying, no, no, we, we definitely want rural sport, uh, rural you know, countryside sports to continue in Wales, there is still this sort of underlying conversation that says, actually, that's not the truth. So to bring the Welsh Game Fair here and to celebrate 
everything rural, everything countryside is is a big thing more than it just being a game fair, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust, who are co-hosting it with the Game Fair Company, are the guys behind the science that is helping all of these organisations to promote our countryside, our way of life, our farming. And I think the wider countryside community needs to be aware of all the work that is being done in the background by all of these organisations who are, are desperately trying to provide the science lobby create positive um experiences such as the game fair all with the end goal of promoting and sustaining the countryside way of life so you work quite closely with or can still work quite quite closely with the gwct for people who are listening and like who even are they could you just give people like a brief overview of who they are and what they do so the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust is a, a charity organisation. They have been in existence for over 80 years. And these are the guys that produce the science that promotes game and wildlife management in our countryside. They have developed some amazing scientific research programmes like tracking woodcock and um, looking at great partridge movements are tagging uh, fish and looking at um, their behaviour and how climate change river levels are affecting them. And it's this scientific evidence that is used by other organisations to develop our countryside, to help build the agri-environment schemes, to be used by other organisations. And not only have you sort of worked with the GWCT, but also you've provided them with some um, of the most amazing tweed leggings and now you have the fish neck tube. So again, it's another form of us sort of collaborating with different organisations, working together to win-win across the whole of the countryside. Absolutely. And the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust is a charity that I have been a supporter of since I first started work at 16. Um, and I was working selling um, gay cover crops and working to the guidance that the Game Conservancy, as was then, had put together. Um, my passion really is in building a sustainable countryside and I am very passionate about the work that the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust do. So what I wanted to do was to raise the awareness of what they do as a charity to my customers um, and so I resurrected the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust Tweed and have made various different products in it. And for every item that we sell, we actually um, make a donation to the Game and Wildlife Conservation Trust, with the exception of the new fish neck tubes, which for each one of those that we sell, we will be buying what's called a pit tag, which will be used by the fisheries team to tag salmon smolts and in turn they will be able to record their movements and pick them up around the UK um, and basically building up loads of evidence for what these fish actually get up to so um, I'm really excited about that. I'm always delighted and quite thrilled by how when people have gone dog breeds or work in dog breeds sometimes they don't see the connection they have to everything outdoors but they do don't they so you know there's us now talking about fish tracking when 
this all comes around from the countryside where gun dogs play a part, where fishing plays a part, where shooting plays a part, and this sort of overarching umbrella for all of us is we all love to be outdoors in the country. A gamekeeper friend of mine, we had this conversation once, you know, what? why do we do it? Why do we go out in the cold? Why do we... Why do we do all of this? You know, why do we go and sit by a riverbank and get get bitten by midges? And you know, why do we get frostbite out out shooting and whatever? And the only thing we could come up with was this phrase that is, it's what we do. And it, it, it's a, it's just an overarching umbrella that that covers all these things that we do out in the countryside that you know warms our heart and brings us pleasure, which could be anything from watching a spaniel doing its thing to landing a sea trout on the bank of the TV, you know, it's it's what we do. I think going forward, the more that our ladies like listening to this, they might not really see their connection, but I'm hoping that with like podcasts like this, they'll start to say, actually, I do belong to the countryside. Even, you know, I live in a, in a terraced house in a street that doesn't make me feel for one moment less connected to the countryside than if I lived in a farm in in Powys. You know, I think you're you belong to the countryside if you are aware of the countryside, if you are aware of the countryside challenges and problems and are open minded to all that and see yourself as being part of the understanding and the solution to it by raising your own awareness of it. Absolutely. And that's that sort of reoccurring theme that every day really is a school day. There is so much going on about in our countryside and there are so many things changing, so many issues. Um, you know, you're looking at, you know, social dynamics in rural areas where, you know, the kids can't afford to buy houses in the villages that they grew up in. Um, you know, mental health issues with, with farmers who are struggling with TB. Um, all of these things, transport links, me and my internet, as you very often hear me moaning about my internet, you know, trying to run a business in a rural area with um, rubbish internet. These, these are all things that, they're all countryside issues. And the one thing that the game fairs do really, really well is making us more aware of the other sides of the story that maybe you know we all tend to live somewhat in with inside our bubble i live in a very much a dog bubble so i'm not always really aware of what's going on with fishing or with shooting i might be slightly aware but not completely so going to a game fair allows me to open my mind up and see what hap what's happening in all the other sectors and i think if people can go there with an open mind and not be put off you know i would hate for anybody to be worried about asking questions you know I, i'm no no fishing expert and and when when i do meet friends who are, are talking fishing i quite often ask lots and lots of questions because it's fascinating absolutely fascinating I mean, who knew that fish made nests <laughs> i find it all absolutely fascinating and and i would hope that anybody not not just people who were born in the countryside, but you know those, those that are are new to country life, are able to ask the questions, because, you know that that brings an understanding of all, all the wider issues. And it, yeah, I just love the fact that there's there's so much going on out there. Um, we need to make sure that these stories are told, and we also need to make sure that 
it's okay for people to ask the questions and to not be shy. We've gone quite deep on the story now, but let's to, to bring back the game fair to the other parts of it as well. There's also the other side of the game fair, which is like loads and loads of entertainment, loads of shopping, loads of things to eat, loads of things to try. It really is a day out for the entire family, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And even though at Ragley, I mean, I was I was there to work on the Thursday morning. We got up early and we went and had a walk around other people's stand and the logistics and the effort that some people go to to put on a show at the show is just phenomenal. Um, and, it, and it's amazing what you see and and some of the businesses that you know there was beautiful safari tents and screens and oh it's just absolutely beautiful to beautiful on the eye you know without actually seeing any products or anything like that there was just a visual overload it was fantastic and the game fair do an incredible job of bringing together for a few days a massive number of businesses like from all over the UK, from some from abroad, and like put them, them together in this whole thing that says, if you love the countryside, you're going to love this. Absolutely. And the other thing is that so many of us spend so much time on social media, meeting up with people and having conversations with people. These game fairs are the perfect place to catch up with these people in real life. I think that was one of the, the best things about this year's game fair was meeting all the lovely people that we've had conversations with in, in the flesh. Yeah, definitely. I think connecting the virtual world with the real world in one great big hit. Here we are, I'm here using the hashtags. I'm hanging out on this stand at this time. Um, and it was fabulous. I mean, you, you, you and I, when we were having a walk around in the evening, the amount of people that we met, and, and some of them I'd never met in the flesh before, but um, we'd had conversations on social media and encouraged people through tough times and, and congratulated people on other things. And, and to see them in real life was just was brilliant. Worth it just for that, you know? For people listening thinking, well, how can I be more involved in the community of the game fair? They can do things, can't they, like, you know, like you said, hashtag, take pictures of stalls, hashtag them, tag them, share their brand, help share uh, their business, because it is expensive for companies to be at the game fairs. So everything that you do that exposes their brand to new people, to your friends, makes a big difference, doesn't it? The power of social media is what has built, has built my brand. Um, and it's it's the power of social media that, that's keeping it going so yes turn up to people's stands take pictures of the new products take selfies with the stall holders you know oh i used to cringe whenever anyone came near me with a camera but i'm i'm all up for it now and it's 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 really nice to meet people um who want to be part of your story as well if companies are running competitions you know the the like share and subscribe and all of that kind of thing it's really important to us and it's what helps our brands you know expand and not only that 
like you said about like people coming up to us and asking for selfies we we love that but not from an ego perspective but for the fact that we've got to say hello but like you said at some point we've probably connected with never seen in the flesh never spoke to and it's so lovely for them to come up to us and say hi you know it's great to see you so at the welsh game fair you'll be on the stand with me you won't miss yep. us we're taking our lwdg trailer out for the first time ever you'll either all love it or hate it i'm hoping you'll all love it but we'll be there when we people can come and say hi come and like take pictures talk to the experts that are there lwdg group expert emma stevens is going to be there doing a demo it really is going to be a super fun super friendly environment for everyone absolutely i'm hoping it's going to be a really cool place to hang out um, and I'm really, really looking forward to meeting people. And as you know, I could talk for Wales, so I, can't, I just can't wait to um, to get out from behind my computer screen again and um, and meet everyone. I can also speak for Wales too. So between the two of us, with our Welsh accents. But the good news is, they won't only just be asked. There are plenty of volunteers from the LWDG come in. They did an incredibly fantastic job at the um, game at Ravi Hall. They literally were brilliant. We could not have done the scurries without them. They were sensational. And they're gonna be there as well at the Welsh Game Fair helping us out again. So, and same thing, just go up to them, say hi, say hello, chat to them. And, you know, you're there, to, the community's there to grow as well. So if there's people who, who've been watching from the outside and not too sure what being an LWDG member is all about, you know, you can come and ask me, you can come and talk to me, you can come and talk to any of the folk that will be on the LWDG stand um, and see if it's for you. Um, it's a really lovely, friendly community and um, an absolute goldmine of information when it comes to your dogs, dog handling, dog first aid, puppies a really nice place to hang out um so yeah come and see us and ask questions and hang out thank you very much amanda for an amazing podcast i love chatting to you any time of the day but to do this is is really fun and it's really fun to put forward our perspectives for those who are just coming to game fairs as community members but also for those who are new in business or self-employed in business working on their own feeling a little bit isolated know that we are all here to help one another you can always contact amanda amanda how could anybody who wants to get hold of you talk to you where do they find you okay our website is www.foxypheasants.co.uk and we are on instagram facebook and twitter and linkedin as foxy pheasant awesome and if anybody wants to find us, it's where we normally are. We're at www.thelwdg.com. We're looking forward to seeing both volunteers and community members in the Vainol Estate from September the 9th to the 11th. We'd love to say a big thank you to all those who are volunteering. If you are listening to this on Friday, we are still looking for volunteers. So if you want to come and help out, please send us a message. Please send us an email and we'll send you the information from there. Big thanks as normal to all of you for listening in and being part of our community and we look forward to speaking to you all next week. Thank you for listening to LWDG Poddog with me, Joe Parrott. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience, but our lives can be really, really busy. 
Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, The Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.